CJ Fagan. Tonight, joined by Carrie Green. Hello, everyone. It's an honor to be on tonight with a brand new father and also our host of, with the most, Mr. E.J. Fagan. And speaking of, uh, of that, Andy Singer. Hey, how we doing, guys? Andy, how are you doing? I'm doing, I'm a little worse for wear, but other than that, I'm good. I've got a, I've got a newborn at home, so I'm learning about the joys of no sleep. And unfortunately, I haven't been able to teach my daughter anything about baseball, at least as far as the Yankees are concerned. So, Well, hopefully she can be a September call-up because she can probably hit better than the Yankees right now. We're, gonna be, we're, go, we're going in on this week. This is not a good week. The Yankees, we're recording right after the Sunday games. The Yankees beat Tampa 2-1. to one. Um they lost the first two games against Tampa. They lost a lot of games on this road trip, and we are going to discuss it. I think even the optimists right now are, uh, are, are getting a little bit worried. We last recorded on Monday. Uh, the Yankees had lost the last two to the Athletics, but they had just come off a five-game winning streak. They were going on the road. They were playing, team, uh, they were playing the Angels, who weren't very good. They then lost two of three against the Orioles. Uh, and then they lost the first two against Tampa. They have since, since Tampa has also been hot during this time, they've given up even more of their division lead. They now have just a five-game lead over the Tampa Bay Rays. Andrew Benintendi is going on the disabled list with wrist inflammation. It doesn't sound great. It doesn't sound like something they're very confident he will be back with this season, though we'll have to see more. Um, they, there's just a lot of bad news. And so we're gonna we're gonna work through that bad news. So Andy, you haven't been on a while. You have I haven't had a chance to kind of get a, a, your take on the uh, uh, on the Yankees and, and the state of the team since July. So just big picture, how are you feeling about this team right now? Yeah, actually, it's interesting. I think the last time you and I spoke, EJ, either here or on the Start Spreading the News YouTube show, I don't even think the Montgomery for Bader trade had happened yet. So, so yeah, we've got a lot to catch up on. I wanted to take a step back for a second because we, there's been a lot of talk about Jordan Montgomery and his performance in the National League, and I'm here to tell you that that trade doesn't matter at all for what's happening with this team right nope. now because for all intents and purposes has the pitching been elite the way it was in the first half no but it's still been more than above average and it's more than good enough to win baseball games at the end of the day the yankee offense has been absolutely pathetic it's triple slash since august 1st 215 batting average 289 on base percentage 345 slugging good for a 634 ops which is really bad However, since August 1st, Aaron Judge is responsible for a 292, 456, 646, 1102 line. So if you pull Aaron Judge out of that, this is a team that's hitting worse than a quad-A middle infielder for over a month. And they were not that good in July to begin with. Yeah, injuries have been a problem. But there comes a point at which this team was supposed to have enough depth to withstand a few injuries, and it's not like everyone's been gone. Rizzo's been banged up, but he's played. LeMayhew's been banged up, but he's played. IKF has been an unmitigated disaster. I don't care what defensive runs saved says. All of the metrics I trust and matches what I see with my eyes, and he's not a good shortstop, and he can't hit. So that's that's been a disaster. I was pro IKF, but it hasn't worked. 
Josh Donaldson plays really good defense at third base, and that has value, but he hasn't hit in about two months now. So that's a problem. The whole lineup outside of Aaron Judge has gone cold at the same time, save for Andrew Benintendi, who, as you just mentioned, is on the shelf, and it's not looking good because he's going for additional tests, and it doesn't sound like he's going to be back anytime soon. Even with the additional pitching that's coming back soon in Nestor Cortez and Luis Severino, we saw that Holmes is back, Loisaga's pitching better, hopefully Araldis Chapman's back at some point, but at the end of the day, I'm not that worried about the pitching. I think the pitching is more than good enough to get the Yankees through October. I don't know where the offense outside of Aaron Judge is going to come from. Today, we saw Giancarlo Stanton swing through 89-mile-per-hour fastballs. They just peppered fastballs right down the middle of the plate, and the guy can't hit him. So clearly his timing isn't there, and he's got such a funky swing that I think it's going to take him time. I liked, I'm liked. i probably one of maybe six people on the planet Earth that like the Harrison Bader trade, but I don't expect him to be a world-beater offensively. So... I don't know where where it's going to come from. Where where does the regression to the mean come from for the Yankees? And more uh, more morbidly, I don't see a path to a Yankee win in September or October because they're playing listless baseball right now. They don't have any fight at the plate outside of the young guys. I like Peraza and Oswaldo Cabrera more than most, but I don't see any fight from the non-judge part of the lineup, and I. That goes straight to management. Yeah, it's going to be very strange to see Judge chase 61 home runs and against this backdrop, right? Even today in the win, Judge was 100% of the offense. They got like a like a sack fly out of Cabrera, Cabrera and everyone else uh, just didn't really contribute. Um, I, I'm going to ask you guys, I, I was thinking about how to structure this, and now I'm, now I'm going to structure it this way. I haven't warned the, you, you guys this, so it might take you a minute to, uh, to come up with this. I want to do an airing of grievances. Uh, individual players, management, decisions, Brian Cashman, whatever you want. I, I want to know what you think is wrong. Um, and so I'm going to give you guys a second to think about an, uh, a grievance to air. I'm going to start with Giancarlo Stan. You just mentioned him. He is, well, he's got like four hits since coming off the disabled list. He doesn't look good. He's already a guy who who is aging. And during his rehab, he said, my Achilles tendon isn't feeling great still. That he basically came back even though he wasn't healed. The Yankees have done this before in past years, and it always ends the same way. And it's ending the exact same way here, that you have a player who's technically on the field, but in practice is not, is, is not playing well, and, and you'd rather have you know a, a list of replacement players over him. I'd rather have Estevan Florial batting than I than I would Giancarlo Stanton right now, because Stanton isn't doing it. He didn't hit during his rehab. He wasn't feeling great during his rehab, and now he's, you know, he's in this protracted slump and is not helping the team despite being the DH and in a prime batting position because... His name is Giancarlo Stanton. Stanton should not be playing right now. He should be rehabbing. He should be resting. He should be whatever. But because they're not hitting, because he's a highly paid player, um, and because they're they're just desperate for anybody to hold down that spot, they, they have him in the lineup every day despite this not working. Um, I, I think I, they need to do something about this. They need to pull Giancarlo Stanton out of the lineup ASAP or else they're going to keep wasting lots of Aaron Judge hits, which is what what's happening right now. Um, thoughts on that airing of grievances? Well, I could jump in there. Um, you know, the the biggest thing for me right now is the lack of action by Hal Steinbrenner. I don't think it comes down to Aaron Boone or even Brian Cashman at this point because they've done what they're going to do. I mean, we could talk about that all day long, but 
The fact that we're tolerating this type of protracted losing uh, slump is an insult to Yankee fans, and it comes down to effective leadership from the guy in charge, and it's really Hal Steinbrenner who's at the helm of the Yankees, and the culture of complacency, the culture of, um, you know, it's not a high-performance culture, and I think uh, Steinbrenner is just tolerating um, a group of underperforming people right now, and, and it, somebody needs to crack the whip. Um, we've seen it countless times in the past where a late-season managerial change can mean all the difference in the world. I mean, it's it's a little late now to be making that change. It should have been done quite a while ago, like, say, at the end of um, July. But uh, here we are. So um, I think it, I, my biggest thing is, you know, I'd like to see some changes made to shake the team up. And, you know, we can blame individual players all we want. But at, the, at this point now, it's about not accepting underperformance. Now, granted, injuries have played a huge role. And, you know, we have to account for that as we evaluate this with, with level heads. But, you know, to Andy's points, um, you know, with, you know, what the problems are, are, are well documented. There's a lot of different things. None of us are super confident. But honestly, um, you know, it, it kind of comes down to not accepting poor performance and pitching because the hitting's not happening. And then when does Matt Carpenter come back? Because he could be a huge key. So, you know, maybe some injury, um, some last minute injury injection, you know, help into the lineup. Guys coming back a little bit could really, you know, balance that lineup a little better. Benintendi going out, it's a huge, huge issue. So for me, it really comes down to we need new leadership. We need a new manager. We need a new general manager. The trade deadline is a big grievance of mine. Um, I did not like the Harrison Bader trade um, in terms of I don't see why we would trade Jordan Montgomery to begin with, but I don't mind acquiring Bader, but not if it's for Montgomery. You know, so it's my beef is less with the fact that we have Harrison Bader and more with, you know, why would we trade, you know, a pretty decent lefty? The Yankees do well with left-handed pitching. Cortez okay, I, being I want to stop you there because I, I, I want to sure. keep the past in the future, right? Meaning that in the offseason, we're going to litigate that to hell, I'm sure. Um, and, and that's that's something that we, we I want to reserve for another day because this is the season's still going, right? The Yankees are still the division lead. They still have a bye. And, you know, they're, they're still they still leading the league in runs scored, which is insane. I know. Um, you know, and so I, I want to I wanna kind of focus on this. So you, you mentioned Aaron Boone. So let me ask you both this question. Should the Yankees fire Aaron Boone? And I can ask you, just give me a short answer, then I'm going to ask you a follow-up about replacements if they were to fire Aaron Boone. So, Kerry, real quick, you, you yes. sound like you just said yes, they should yes, fire 100%. Aaron Boone. Yeah, should Andy, have been how, would you, how would you feel if, if this afternoon we got a press conference from Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner saying, you know, thank you for your service, Aaron Boone, but you're fired? My I'd resp- like to see that 100%, yes. I'm yeah, Andy? My response is finally. Yeah, that needs yeah. to happen. Okay, so let's talk. So, I, look. I do, do we think this is probably going to happen? Probably not, right? It is very late in the season. It's September. You're heading into the playoffs. The Yankees have a system, and they, they probably want to keep all pieces of that system together. But let's say they did. They said, oh, you know something? The problem right now is this team needs a wake-up call. We need, to, we need to fire him and hire a manager. And who's available? And obviously, the first player who's available, the first person who's available, the obvious choice is Joe Girardi. So, Andy... Let's say they fire Aaron Boone, and tomorrow they say Joe Girardi will be the Yankees' interim manager for the rest of the season. How do you feel about that? Oof. That I didn't expect. Um, I'll, I'll ask you about who you expected in a second, but I, I think he's the. I think if this happens, I think it's going to be Joe Girardi. That's interesting. I mean, 
he's a polar opposite to Aaron Boone, which is part of the reason the Yankees liked Boone in the first place. They thought that Girardi made the clubhouse too uptight, and he was tough on young players, which we've seen probably wasn't such a bad thing. You know what? My knee-jerk reaction is... I don't think it's a great thing still because he he really didn't grow from his experience with the Yankees over in Philadelphia and young guys he he still had a problem playing young players and the Yankees need to be able to do that now so I think I'm as much as I like Girardi I think I'm against that I'm, a, I'm pro what if firing I told you Boone, that it was it was for a month right it was for the rest of the season and then the Yankees will will conduct a real managerial search in the off season. I still think that they need to be willing to play young guys here in this September stretch. I think they have enough holes that they need to be willing to do it. All right. Um, Kerry, same question. Joe Girardi. If it comes down to Joe Girardi or no one, I'll, I'll like personally sail my boat out into Long Island Sound from Rhode Island. I'll, I'll catch a deep cod fish, you know, 100 feet down. I'll bring you a dead cod on ice. He could probably do a better job than your man, Aaron Boone. I mean, I anybody but him so yeah i'll right, take i'm gonna give you another option i'm gonna say here's another scenario this is a much less likely scenario the yankees fire joe Girardi, and the manager of the new york yankees for the remainder of the season is Derek jeter oh geez 100 percent yes <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yes. Andy, what do you think <laughs> no no <laughs> i love Derek. i love Derek. i love Derek jeter but no i like i honestly think if 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 we're going for psychology as the problem, right? If the problem is that this, this team needs a kick in the ass, they need someone who who won't take you know won't take any kind of uh, any kind of uh, half half measures, whatever. I I, th- I actually think Derek Jeter is the guy for that, especially because you know if the if the idea was that this is a very temporary thing, and uh, and really like the whole all the Yankee systems you know stay in place for the next month and a half, uh, you know, I think, or two, hopefully two months. If our um, goal is yeah. psychosis, what's Michael Jordan doing? I mean, I, I mean you know, no, I've got the guy. Let's do it, right? I've got um, the guy if you want give psychosis. Me the guy. Give me the guy, Andy. This, this one's going to shock you, but Mike Francesa would be the guy. If it's no, only going to be temporary, no, no. bring him in for a month. He can't do worse than Aaron Boone. Ah, uh, no. Uh, I mean, let's be. I want to be. I want to be serious here, right? Like, like, like. There, there are some off. There, I'm okay with like crazy ideas, but like someone who actually you could. There's a world where this happens. So, Andy, you thought there was an obvious pick that I haven't mentioned. Well, I thought you were going to say Joe Madden. I'm against that as well, but I. Th- oh, he's but, available. Okay, okay. Yeah, let's say. Yeah. Let's say they said Joe Madden was the manager. I still think. Because you, know you said it's I about think, time I, to compared fire to, Boone, Compared right? to Aaron Boone, I'm okay with it. Yeah, okay. I'd do it. All right. So, Me okay, too. So you, got, you guys are both okay with Joe Madden. Yep. Um, you know, here's another just crazy idea. Let's say that the Yankees work out a trade with the Florida Marlins and Don Mattingly is the manager. Yeah, I'm game. Okay. Uh, no, not if it costs more. The farm system's too depleted as it is. Yeah, I'm not it, trading it, it would cost a, it would cost the, his salary for the remainder of whatever that contract is, and you know, a, you know, whatever. Not, nothing of nothing of. No. Okay, then yeah, they're, we're they're, in. they're rumored to be getting rid of him after the season. Okay, yep, I'm in. All right, like I said, other, I'll take a codfish right now. Other crazy ideas. He is 63 years old. I believe he is currently unemployed. Let's say that Mike Sosha throws his hat in the ring. No. no, no. Okay, someone who's been out of baseball too long. I get that. Yeah. All right. Any other ideas? Because like, I really Good do manager. think that I, I'm honestly, I'm at least discussing this if I'm Aaron. But no, I'll tell you what I'd do. 
the Yankees have had a significant amount of success down on the farm in terms of developing young guys okay. and, ma- and getting guys ready to play at the major league level, and it's the major league staff that's been dropping the ball. Uh, Doug Davis is the is the Scranton manager. Uh, who I don't remember who's at AA uh, Somerset, but I think both of those guys have done a really, really good job the last couple of years. I'm okay with bringing a guy with manager as long as it's real managerial experience day to day and got and a voice that a lot of the young guys on this roster are familiar with i'm good with it go go down into your minor league ranks and grab a manager and promote julio mascara from from double a to triple a and there you have it that's a great suggestion you know get somebody in there with some energy yeah, I mean, look, there, there's guys like Hensley Mullins who are kind of around the team who have managerial experience. You, you could imagine them calling on for as an interim manager, but to me, that does that's not a shakeup, right? That that's maintaining the current regime with a different person on top. Um, definitely something that that we're going to keep an eye on. I really do think this is a possibility. Like, th- this is a team that has all the same talent as the best team in baseball three months ago, and you got some guys who are a little banged up. You got a couple of guys in the DL, but you know th- th- this is not this is not a significantly a team that you would expect to be significantly different from that that group. So just something something to keep an eye on. And I really do wonder if they if they search for somebody at least this offseason. I think it's a very strong possibility at this point. All right, Andy, give me a grievance. Well, we already got to my next grievance, which was Aaron Boone as manager, because I. Uh, I just don't understand how the guy is still managing this team. I can't figure out whether he's Cashman's guy or whether he's Hal's guy. Either way, I think this is just obstinance at this point, the fact that they're, that he's still employed by the team because it's obvious that his, that, you know, his crowning uh, quality as a manager, according to Brian Cashman, is the fact that he's so even-keeled in that clubhouse that he knows how to keep guys nice and even from day-to-day. But you know what? At this point, you shouldn't be even day-to-day. You should be on edge. You should feel like crap about the way you're playing. You should have a fire lit under your ass to get out there and play some ball. Because what the Yankees are doing offensively doesn't even look like baseball three-quarters of the time. I, I haven't been able to watch as much baseball as I typically do with a newborn at home. I will freely admit the West coast. It was really difficult for me to catch more than a couple of innings at a clip. However, every time I turned on a game other than Aaron judge and DJ LeMahieu and Oswaldo Cabrera, I saw so many first pitch swings that just gave away at bats. You know, you see a guy work a seven pitch at bat and then you with a ton of balls out of the zone and then you and then you swing at the first pitch and ground it into second base. This is just poor fundamental baseball and it's been a hallmark of Aaron Boone teams. How much longer are you willing to get away with that by Pythagorean runs scored and runs against Aaron Boone's teams typically fall short of their Pythagorean record. I think it's the mark of bad management over and over again. He does not learn. And I think my biggest grievance at this point is the fact that Aaron Boone is still the manager. All right. But I, if we've already covered that, Andy, I need, I need another. I got others if you guys don't have any. I've got plenty no, of I've got, Oh, here. no, I've got, I've got others. Why is IKF on this team? Why? So, so Oswaldo Peraza was called up a couple of days ago. He got his first start yesterday at shortstop, mm-hmm. got a start today at second base. Um, you know, we don't really have, I think it's way too early to have any kind of verdict on him. Oswaldo Cabrera has carved himself up, has uh, carved himself some time as the regular right fielder. Um, in what I think is clearly not the best, uh, the best option, but maybe the only option that they have. Do you, I mean, I think we all agree Oswaldo Praza should be the everyday shortstop at this point. Yeah, he should I agree. be. And they, 100%. and they, and more to the point, 
they called him up and then they didn't play him his first game. They he was a pinch hitter in a throwaway game in his yeah. first game. He started the second game, which was great. And then today he starts at second base in favor of IKF. He's pl- he's barely played second base. I'm sure he can do it. I'm sure he takes ground balls there every day just to they stay sharp like over there. He played like 15 games in minors or something like that. Exactly. You called up your second best prospect. You're one of the bet top 50 prospects in all of baseball by most publicly available rankings. Why on God's green earth aren't you playing that guy at shortstop in September when the guy that he's supposed to be pushing has something like a 70 OPS plus or 80 somewhere between 70 and 80 OPS plus and really isn't a good defensive shortstop. I'm he's basically a slightly better version of Ronald Torres. There's no reason to not be playing Oswald Peraza as your everyday shortstop to see and what you it, have. It should have been done a long time ago. I mean, we could have gotten him acclimated to big league service, you know, where he's getting used to the pitching and, you know, but no, we, we waited until the last minute to deal with this and, and banking on roster expansion. And it, it hurt the Yankees with, it was just bad leadership, bad decision-making. All right. I have a grievance. My grievance is Tim LoCastro. Oh. Why is Tim LoCastro on this roster? He has not started a game in the outfield since he has been called up. And they need outfielders, right? This is a team that is starting a non-outfielder in Oswaldo Cabrera. It's a team that is uh, has Aaron Hicks playing every day, despite the fact that he looks just awful right now. LeCastro is not is by no means a great Major League Baseball player. But, like, the floor is higher than the floor from Hicks and, and, and Oswaldo Cabrera. He can play really good defense. He can run the bases. He can cause havoc when he gets out there. And they're just, he's just sitting around as a as a future playoff pinch runner. That that seems to me the only reason that he's on this roster. Though the Yankees, with Benintendi out, need an outfielder. Um, if he's not good enough to start as your seventh string outfielder or whatever the heck we're on right now, he shouldn't be on the team. It makes absolutely no sense to me that Tim LeCastro is just hanging out right now using a bench spot for no good reason. I mean, the guy hits 176 for an average. He's got a negative 0.09 overall defensive rating from fan graphs he's useless well he's average on offense the only thing he does is really run the bases and oh yeah but look at his competition oh right like like, i mean aaron hicks has looked awful out there right now that's true you got nobody there i mean it's roster construction it goes back to cashman and you know it goes back to hell hell steinbrenner for having cashman be the gm i mean we're we're at the end of the line here folks cashman did not do a good job well, that's again. I think that that is, I think, an off-season conversation. Um, let's uh, any other other grievances. I have some. So, other grievances to air. Well, mine is the strength of schedule versus how the team's playing. I mean, they've had the easiest schedule in the American League East by a mile. I mean, if you look at Tankathon, the Yankees are supposedly the their their winning percentage against these teams are going to be playing. There's 28 games left. It's a 501, 27 games now. So, but the good news is. If you really look at these schedules, I mean, if I told you that the that the Rays, you know, a team that the that are closing in on the Yankees have the third toughest schedule in baseball, they're going to play the Astros six times, the Blue Jays nine times, and the Red Sox six times, and they're they're pesky at this point at this time of the year. They're trying to be a spoiler. They've really got a tough gauntlet to run. The Yankees, I mean, three games against the Rays, three games against the Blue Jays, three games against the Orioles. So my grievance is how are we playing so bad against such an easy schedule? I just don't get it. I mean, come on. This can't happen. 
I mean, so recently, I mean, the the, the Angels and Athletics are clearly games they should have won. Um, it, it's amazing that, that uh, at the beginning of the season, I thought that this last stretch of the season was a pretty easy schedule, right? You have the, the Orioles at the end of the season. You've got games against the Brewers. you got games against the Pirates. Uh, and the problem is, is the AL East is so hard that all of a sudden the Orioles are really good. So they, they, have, to, they have to close out the season with pretty competitive games. The one thing I'll say is they do have some off days. Which is nice, right? They have the twelfth, yeah. the fifteenth, and the nineteenth off. Uh, plus, you know, plus um, they're coming home, so they're done with the road trip. Um, those off days, I think, are going to be very, very important. Uh, but it's a, it's a good grievance. I mean, Tor- Toronto has Toronto has ten games against the Orioles left. Nine games against the Rays. So that's uh, I don't know. That's tough. Yeah, and and look, I mean, the, the AL, anybody in the AL East is going to have a rough schedule at this point, right? I mean, it's just that's just the. The, but the Yankees the, the don't right now. No, the Yankees have a pretty solid, pretty easy schedule. Three more against the Rays, three against the Jays, three against the Orioles. That's the about twins, it. You got the Red yeah. Sox. I mean, the Red Sox and the, and the Brewers aren't good this year, even if we no. get pesky. But, yeah. And the Rangers, you know, this is and the Pirates again. So my favorite team. So they're going to win these games, I hope. All right. Other grievances. I'll give you one. Why isn't Anthony Volpe on the 40 man roster? You we answer, have a, answer your question. Yeah, yeah I'll t- I'll give I'll give you this one. Anthony Marwin. Volpe, uh, Marwin, guys like Marwin Gonzalez, Tim LoCastro, Miguel Andujar. The Yankees have pre- pretty much proven that they have zero use for Miguel Andujar as anything other than break the glass in case of emergency purposes. So explain to me why a guy who has been red hot since mid-May isn't on your 40-man roster when he's probably a top 15 prospect in all of baseball and he's somebody who between speed he's got an improved arm this year he's got an arm that will stick at shortstop he could be playing second base over uh glaber torres right now who has been the coldest yankee that we haven't we haven't even talked about glaber torres yet he's actually probably been the worst offensive player not named aaron hicks out on the field on a day-to-day basis glaber torres is an awful baseball player right now and anthony volpe could reasonably be playing second base every day and i can't imagine it would be any worse and at the very least at least it would add some athleticism to the lineup yeah and let me me ask you this question if if i if i gave cashman truth serum he would say we would like we, we would like anthony volpe to not have uh, service time this season so that uh, we don't have to worry about losing into free agency a year early. Yep. How, how would you feel? How do you feel about that? Uh, uh, about Cashman saying that? I want to throw a baseball through a window. Because it's, it's about winning, right? Like this is the season. This it's, is it's not the just that. It's not just that. Look at how much money is invested in this team this year. And you're going to use that excuse? I mean, it's not going to fly. Too much is riding on this. Yeah, I mean, look, this there's a lot of players who are aging and whose contract is going to remain on this roster. This is the season, right? This this is the year that the Yankees have a shot to really go deep into the playoffs, and they got to put their best team on the field. Maybe they want to play some games and not call up Anthony Volpe until May of next year to retain a year of his service time. But that, that's not something the Yankees used to do. No, that's, that's what the, the Pirates do. do. Come on. Right. That, that's Yankees. what a team that, that's not trying to win does. Yeah. Uh, it's and this I think we all knew that this was the season this was possibly the end of the window because if Aaron Judge doesn't come back you are in a reloading situation so I I don't understand why Volpe wasn't in AAA 
a month and a half ago, and I don't understand why he's not in New York now. I don't understand why he's not on the 40-man roster. What Miguel Andujar, the Miguel Andujars of the world are doing on the roster, I don't understand. Oswaldo Cabrera has proven that he fil- fulfills the Marwin Gonzalez role better than Marwin Gonzalez. 100%. And, and, and I'm pretty sure that, that Anthony Volpe will have to be added to the 40-man roster this offseason. I think this is his Rule 5 year. Um, in fact, I'll, I'll look that up. I'll check that really quickly. Um, because, yeah, yeah. So, the, the, uh, no, I'm sorry. He actually would not have to be added to the 40 I was going to say, I think he's got another year. That's why him. they're not doing it. I mean, it's yeah. – I mean, the Yankees are uh, – the 40, Brian Cashman, I think, has a lot of really good qualities. 40-man roster management is not one of them. Um, think about someone like Miguel Andujar, who you know, none of us have any faith in as a major league player at this point. At least I don't think – at least the Yankees don't. You know, you could cut him and then add Volpe. Um, yeah. All right. Or just Any drop, drop Locastro uh, even if you want to. Uh, some, give me some yeah, – yeah, there's plenty of guys you could get rid of for, for him. Um, all right, I, I want to get into some positives in the second because I do think there are a few. Um, but any other grievances you guys want to air? Oh, I, think I've, I think I've cut at the most important ones. I think it's obvious. I, I, th- I think the management and the fact that certain players are still playing every day when there are young guys chomping at the bit that – are hungry, athletic, and ready to play. Uh, All right, so, so let, let, let's talk about some positives here. Uh, throughout this whole offensive just collapse, um, Aaron Judge has been incredible. He hit his 53rd home run. He is on pace to hit 61 home runs or more. Um, has been carrying this team for quite some time. Uh, even today was essentially only the only player who, who contributed offensively. On track for probably a 10-plus win season. Just incredible all around. Uh, someone say something good about Aaron Judge, guys. Wow. Aaron Judge is possibly having the best Yankee season in my memory, personally. I, I don't. I think this eclipses the, the A-Rod's best season in New York, which to date was probably the best Yankee season I'd ever personally seen. I think... Aaron Judge is absolutely transcendent. The Yankees have the money to pay him. I wish he was locked up already. But I think one of the things that impresses me the most about Aaron Judge, we don't talk about Aaron Judge striking out anymore. We don't talk about Aaron Judge as a guy who's prone. He's still prone to bad calls with low strikes, and yet he's got such a good command of the strike zone. His strikeout rate is more than manageable, and he just flat-out hits. The The idea of an Aaron Judge slump is when he's still getting on base at a 350 clip. He's just not lighting into homers. This guy is the real deal. He plays center field at an average level. You probably don't want to wear him down that way, but the guy does it all. Today, he even made a brilliant brace, base running move, moving up to third base yeah. on a ground ball to the left side of the infield, but he read it off the bat perfectly, yep. and he knew he could get there. It was just good instincts. The guy is just – he's everything you want in a ball player, and I think he's the hes the best Yankee in, in terms of the qualities that we want a Yankee to embody since Derek Jeter. And ba- let's back up the clock. Back up, back up the clock. If – when, when Cashman went to the table to, to negotiate with him, what if we would have said, you know what, we're going to not only give you a fair contract, we're also going to make you the captain of the team. Maybe that puts a spark into this group, you know, something. I mean, let's make him the leader. You know, he seems to be saying, and he's walking the talk, you know, he's doing everything. He needs to be the captain of the Yankees, not just brought back. This guy is the man. He's the face of the franchise. 
I think we can expect that to happen. How many how many home runs do you think he hits? I think teams are going to start giving him the Barry Bonds treatment like we've been seeing. You know, they're going to try to walk him a lot at the end of the year. So I, I think he's going to fall slightly short. But, man, I hope he hits it. I hope I he breaks the record. I'm at any I number. I want a I number. Think, I think he's going to hit. I'm going 64. I, I think he's – I think – I'm with you. I don't think he just hit 60. I think he breaks it by a bit because um, he's just hot right now. He's looking great. Um, all right. Starting pitching. So the Yankees, although they're not scoring any runs, except for when Aaron Judge is at the plate, their starting pitching has been really good. Domingo Herman has been pretty good. Garrett Cole has been good. Frankie Montas had a good start today. And they have Nestor Cortez and Luis Severino on their way back. Uh, so, Kerry, uh, are we still? Are you comfortable with the rotation right now? I am. And I may sound like I'm very negative on this year's team because we were talking about grievances, but I'm, I'm actually feeling somehow positive right now. I do think... It's all about pitching, and I think if you get Nasty Nestor back, you know, he's just basically been put on an innings limit. That's the real deal. I mean, they just put him on the DL to save some mileage on his arm. They don't really care about this little stretch of the season they're in. They know they're making the playoffs. I think they've shelved him almost intentionally. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I think when you get him and Seve back, I have a weird little feeling that maybe with now the addition of Frankie Montas, my boy from the A's, I think we might see Severino put in the bullpen as the new closer. I think you put him in the bullpen for right now since he's coming back off of a a layoff. He's already shown in the past he's got gas in the bullpen. Throw him in to stabilize the closer situation right now and plug in Nasty Nestor into the rotation. Suddenly, that is a major lift to the Yankees. And I think if the hitting can somehow get back to, you know, a lot rests on Matt Carpenter, I do think... There's positivity here, and I think if these guys come off the injury list, we may see, you know, a team that suddenly, you know, a week before the – this team can run, go on a 10-game winning streak right before the playoffs start. They, they can do that. They've already shown us they're crazy. I mean, it could happen. And I I also made that call last episode, so I'm with you there. Uh, Andy, yeah. were you a Trevino guy? Yep, I was a big time Trevino guy. I thought so. He's looking pretty good. Yeah, I I wrote it on the on SSTN. I don't think that we talked about it here, EJ. But basically, I was a big Trevino guy. That I thought that if he got away from the A's and pared down his repertoire, he was throwing five pitches with the A's. He really needed to cut it down to two with a, a show me third and he's done that with the Yankees and he's really been very good he's got experience previous experience as a closer and he's a guy that is used to high high leverage scenarios and I think he's pitched really well with the Yankees ding, ding. I also want I also want to quickly note something about Frankie Montas today watching Montas pitch today he followed a really similar script actually to uh, what Trevino's done with the Yankees, and that's he pared down his repertoire a little bit. He focused on one fastball. It was his four-seamer, which he hasn't thrown a ton this year, but he went back to the four-seamer. He used the slider, and he had his splitter. The splitters worked really well, but hitters have sort of sat on it late in his outings, and today he really mixed and matched those three pitches really well, and I thought focusing on just three pitches, his command was significantly better than it has been in his entire time in pinstripes. And I think that if he pitches like he did today, he's going to mow guys down. And we're going to, as much as I loved Jordan Montgomery, there's no question but that Frankie Montes is a better pitcher. With Severino coming back and um, and Nasty Nestor on their way back, the pitching can once again carry the Yankees. 
and maybe take a little bit of pressure off of the offense. They could score just three runs per game. Um, all right, we got Marinaccio pitching well. We've got Loisga pitching well. We've got Zach Britton on his way back. Carey, how are you feeling about the bullpen? Is this a, is this uh, are we back to having a, a bullpen where we actually have some order and some some not you know weird chaos of the last month? Well, I'm I'm feeling optimistic there too. Um, I'm not necessarily feeling optimistic that Britain's going to make a difference. He may or may not, but um, I do feel the bullpen has enough in it. I my biggest question is what's going on with Araldus Chapman. I mean, it hasn't. I thought by now we'd be seeing some real changes with him. We're not. And you know what? What do the Yankees have in the tank here besides? You know, Clay Holmes is, cannot be the closer. I think Severino has to be put in the bullpen. I really do. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. I think that's a, that's a possibility. I, I think I, Britain. I think you. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't underrate the chance that he comes back and he's the closer kind of down the stretch. Um, well, we've he's got, got roster spots. I mean, you got you got Weber and Weisert. Either one. I'm probably Weber would be the guy, the odd man out. Yeah, I, I mean, they got they have the spots for him. They. Um, they don't really have much to lose, Mm-mm. right? I mean, I mean, I don't see a reason why not to. Um, so definitely, definitely something to keep an eye on. I mean, the big, uh, the biggest thing is, you know, we've, you know, you look at the team, like who's back, who's doing well. I mean, honestly, I did not expect Johnny Lasagna to be pitching the way he's pitching right now, but no. he's, I think he's had, um, you know, he's not allowed a single earned run in in nine of his last ten appearances. So that's dating back to you know, uh, August 9th, I think. And he's posting an, uh, 0.93 ERA. I saw that stat today, 9.2 innings, one run, one earned run. So he's back. I mean, Johnny Lasagna in the middle of that, you know, high leverage situation with, you know, a guy like Severino to just, you know, clamp people down. Suddenly, if you have a lead going into the sixth or seventh inning with Marinaccio and company, that's a whole, that's a pretty good bullpen. All right. So I missed the Clay Holmes appearance today, uh, during the ninth inning, Andy, how do you look, or, or, or how how are you feeling about Holmes right now? I think he looks healthy. I think he was over. Believe it or not, it's as cool as it looks to be throwing 101, 102 miles per hour. I actually thought he was overthrowing a little bit, so the ball just his sinker just wasn't moving as much. It was kind of hanging in the zone, and he wasn't commanding it very well uh, north to south. So I think that that could have been some adrenaline. So I think it, if it were up to me, I'd let him get out there in a couple of lower level. Uh, lower leverage opportunities just to try to feel his stuff again. But I think in terms of health, he looked healthy. The arm looked like it worked. I thought from a delivery standpoint, he was finishing his pitches, which he wasn't doing in his last two outings prior to going on the IL. So he looks healthy and he looks like his stuff is there. So I feel really good about Clay Holmes getting back to where he was prior to uh, uh, prior to his stretch uh, in July. So I, I think he's going to be a really good piece for the Yankees. I feel really good about the Yankee bullpen going forward. I completely understand uh, Carey's point of view regarding Severino but I think no matter how you shake out whoever's the odd man out in the rotation and whatever you have left in the bullpen when you pare it down for a playoff roster I think this is one of the better pitching staffs in baseball all right last thing I want some predictions the Yankees are currently 80 and 54 they have a five game lead over the Rays that means they have 28 games remaining 28 games remaining how many of those games do they win and what is their final margin over or under the Rays? So how many games do they win the division by or lose the division by? Carry 28 games remaining, final uh, par- place in the standings. 
What are you predicting? I'm going right with what I said on April 1st. So I predicted 98 wins, and for a while there I was looking pretty stupid, but I took the low ball projection, and it wasn't super scientific. I just took, you know, there's a seven fluctuation, you know, when you um, you look at all the projection services. So it's a plus or minus three to seven games. I took the negative because I'm a glass half full guy, unfortunately. So I said, okay, they're going to win 98 games. You know, I didn't put any thought into it. So I've got to stick with that. I do think right now it's um, 97 games is a projection after today's win. So they're pretty much on pace for what I thought. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't in love with what Cashman did in the off season. So let's say 98 games. It's a really strong finish of the season, winning 60.642%. Two-game two game leads. Two-game two win. Le- two They're going to win lead. it by two games. Two-game lead, and they win 18 of their final 28 games. Andy, yep. predictions? I think they're going to win 16 of their final 28 games, and I think they're going to tie the Rays for the, in, in the AL East. Oh, God. No. Do we have the tiebreaker? Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's great news. Uh, so... I think the Yankees are going to win 15 of their remaining games. So that's 15 out of 28 games, just over 500. Uh, and that means they're going to have a one-game lead over the Rays to end the season. The Rays wow. have been kind of hot lately, but not all that great. Um, but they will win the, the division. They will win the bye. And we could talk about how they're going to win the World Series over the Mets in the playoffs. Because, as I said, you are not allowed. As I always say, you are not allowed to predict the Yankees will not win the World Series on this podcast, regardless of how weak, regardless of how of how good or bad it's been. You guys, thank you all for joining me. Everybody, thank you for listening. Hopefully, this is the last really negative podcast that we do this year. This has been your Bronx Beat podcast. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.